Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Hello and welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Eicher. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Today, talking about free agency, recapping the draft, all that good stuff from SDPN Sports. It's your it's your boy S. How you doing? What up, what up, what up, what up? Hello, people. Hello, the Buckets and Tea fanatics. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you guys tapping in. <laughs> Hope everything is good. Hope all is swell. Yes. In the buckets and tea world. How are you, Catherine? Yes, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I feel like, you know, we, we missed last week because it was during the draft. Like mm-hmm. I usually record this on Thursdays and I thought, I don't want to record an episode. And then the draft happens. And then the episode you were, gets You were released. on an episode though. You were on an episode. I, I had a, a short, uh, slightly drunk <laughs> appearance on, I guess, Samson's live uh, draft <laughs> party there. You were also there. Yeah, peeking my head. Up, yeah, you peeked out, in yeah. a little bit. That was fun. Um, I wasn't that drunk, but you know, three three glasses of wine is enough to get me to get me a little going. I guess <laughs> it was so funny. He was like asking me what like my basketball opinions were of Grady Dick, and I was like, I have no idea what my basketball opinions are. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> Honesty is what alcohol gets me. So I, I I'm with you there. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're you're the type that really just like lets it all out. Yeah. You know, I love you. It's just it's, <laughs> we've never got the chance to talk, but I really do love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm one of those. Yeah. I'm going to make sure uh, Zara, I'm going to make sure Zarar gives you a few extra drink tickets nice. next time. Thank you. <laughs> just I for that. It. Just for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's talk about free agency. Uh, it's already kind of happening. So just before we started recording, uh, Shams, our boy Shams, was tweeting about James Harden. Yeah. Uh, essentially, he's going to move on from Philly. That's what he's reporting. Uh, I'm a little surprised, not totally surprised. I think maybe I'd put myself at a six out of 10 on the surprise scale. Um, what do you, but we still don't know where he's going to go, but what do you make of that? On the surprise front? I, I feel like I've become numb to this type of stuff, you know, like three, four years ago, I would have been so surprised. I would have been tweeting about this nonstop, but you only get like two or three tweets out of me from now on, you know, like I just, you're so I, cynical I, now. Yeah. I've just, I've become numb to it. You know, you know, when you're on the news, when you watch the news too much, like older people watch the news too much and then just be like, Oh, another earthquake, you know, no big deal. But you know, they get desensitized to what happens every single day. Uh, and I think I'm the same way with NBA news. Anyways, James Harden, um, James <laughs> Harden, I think probably ends up as a Los Angeles Clipper. It seems like that's what Ooh. is going to happen. Um, do, don't know what the actual trade will be. Um, depends on what Daryl Morey will take from the Sixers. It seems like he's a, a big stickler when it comes to these type of things. He's not going to you know, just let James Harden go for nothing. I think he's going to try to get something pretty good in return. 
I don't know what the Clippers can really offer that is really good. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I think I think the Clippers make sense. Maybe Phoenix, which is just crazy to think of. Um, oh my God. And then, you know, maybe there's like a Miami deal or something like that. But yeah, I think Clippers is probably the way to go. Wouldn't that annoy you so much if he Clip- goes to Phoenix? I mean, it wouldn't annoy me because, again, I'm numb to it all. But um, I- <laughs> uh, well, after four drinks, you might be annoyed. <laughs> I'm so annoyed, Jesus. No, um, I, I think I think when it comes to Harden going to Phoenix, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me from a basketball perspective. Like, no, you just have way too many uh, number one or guys who think they might be the number one guy on a team on there. Uh, I, I, I sort of hate the whole, like, there's one ball thing, but I thought that when Bradley Beal got traded to the team, and now if you trade James Harden and put him on the team, then you're just amplifying that. And also, like, there's defensive questions. There's it, I, there's fit questions. It's like, who else is even going to be on the team if you're trading for James Harden? Uh, th- there's all these questions that makes me wonder that, like, it probably won't be Phoenix in the end of it, even though I'm sure they're going to try, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see where he goes. I forgot to put this in our rundown because there's actually just so much NBA stuff happening. I I like almost forgot to include this whole Bradley Beal, Chris Paul, and then Chris Paul again trade. (laughs) Uh, I guess I sort of had it because there was a report that came out that that Golden State tried to trade Jordan Poole to the Raptors for OG and Anobi. Right. But I'm so like... Okay, Chris Paul and the Warriors, where are you at with this? I honestly think um, it's a weird fit, but it's something that could work. Uh, They they still have to do other stuff. Like, the Warriors desperately need some size. They need a big man. They need, you know... I mean, ideally, a guy like Jakob Pertl would make sense for the Warriors. I was just—I was actually just thinking that. I was like, "Yeah, they—they they should go after Jakob Pertl. Not that I want to lose him, but they yeah. should go after him." Yeah, I mean, I mean, money-wise, it would be tough to go after him. But like, I think a guy like that makes a lot of sense instead of a guy like Chris Paul. But but you know, theoretically, having a guy like Chris who can make decisions for you, be a good passer. Obviously, he's a good shooter still. Uh, he's still old, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think he's that's still old. He's still old. <laughs> he's still old. He won't get any younger, you know? Um, so I, I think that part is kind of tricky. And the Warriors are doubling down on veterans, right? They traded Jordan Poole. Who knows what happens with Kaminga and Moses Moody and those guys. But it just feels like they're leaning into old. And I'm not sure how long old will last. It kind of applies to the Clippers too, right? If they get James Harden, it's yeah. like how long – is a PG Kawhi and Harden. Well, it's trio like a war- the Warriors are leaning into old, and the Clippers are leaning into like rickety. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw a tweet. I, I saw a tweet saying like, "Oh, who's gonna stop these three? And it was a picture of James Harden, Paul George, and and uh, Kawhi Leonard. And then it was just like cartilage. Like cartilage is going to stop <laughs> these three. You know, it, I I agree though. I I that that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. You know, injuries have been a really common thing with that three. So I, I just don't see it. And the same thing sort of applies to the Warriors with Chris Paul. It's just like every single time in the playoffs that man has been hurt. You know, it, it doesn't matter. But mid-May, his hamstring just snaps and you know there's how are you going to reconcile that if you're the Warriors and you just traded Jordan Poole, who was like the third best player on your championship team just last season, you know, two two seasons ago. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously they traded Jordan Poole because it was not a personality fit and they want to keep Draymond. Yeah. Um, But I just feel like it's kind of unfortunate considering like they're losing a lot of like their younger players that they thought were going to help them like go into this next era. I mean, even look at like how things didn't work out with James Wiseman earlier this year. And then you see them against like an Anthony Davis and you realize like, man, they really needed that guy to develop for them to go to that next level. So, yeah, I don't really know what they're doing, to be honest. And uh, it's confusing to me because I feel like not only do they need size, like you said, I just feel like it slows that team down. Like that team likes yeah. to run. Yeah. And, and Chris Paul, I don't see doing that. I feel like he, if anything, would want to slow down the pace, even if he is going to like run things off the bench. It's like the bench wants to run. So, I don't I'm not sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to flip him again, to be honest. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be an expiring salary for them. Uh, he, picked they- a, he picked the wrong time to write a book. Oh, he's you're right. He is writing a book. <laughs> he's was, been on a promotional tour for his book and then he got traded twice. I'm not going to lie, though. That is perfect time to do a promotional run, though. I you guess, know, I guess in a way it is. And then in a way, it's like that would have been a really good chapter. <laughs> Think of it like this. Think of it like this. He can now do a DLC version for his book. It's like, wow. oh, we got we got yeah, three yeah, more yeah, chapters, yeah. you know? Yeah. Th- three more chapters. Purchase the new book. I'm already book. like up to my elbows in Zelda right now. It's madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just imagine that happens with books. Can you imagine? It's like, oh yeah, by the way, three more chapters coming in six months, right? <laughs> that would be kind of cool. I kind of would like that. I'm actually yeah, interested now. I would be interested in that too. That's wow, S. That's a good idea. You should hold on to that one. Well, now the buckets and tea community is gonna rob me of it. So <laughs> enjoy yourselves. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I I just I think with Chris Paul, like good promotional run and all that stuff aside. It makes sense theoretically. I just don't know how it works in practice and on the court. We'll see, I guess, when when October comes around and, and those guys are actually in uniform. You know what's weirder for me? The fact that Chris Paul is going to be on the same team with Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, it just, after all the battles that they've had in the playoffs, all the memes, you know, all mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the the going back and forth. It's not like they necessarily love each other. I just think it would it's gonna be so weird throwing Chris Paul's ego next to Draymond Green and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. I just I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see. It's the, it's the guy you punched and the guy you should have punched. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't endorse violence. Okay. So <laughs> um, there's a lot of other free agents that uh, could be making moves, could be staying where they are. I mean, I think Draymond's re-signing with the Warriors despite, you know, yeah. ESPN news cycles. Um, how do you feel about Kyrie Irving? Do you think he stays with the Mavericks. You know, we were actually talking about this on the podcast recently, but we were looking at all these guys, right? Kyrie, Draymond. I mean, I would have said the same thing about Harden until today. Um, most of these guys seem like they're going to resign, just stay mm-hmm. with their teams. It's they can get the most money that way for most uh most of these guys, right? They can just get more money by staying with their teams. I think Draymond's situation in particular with Poole going out just makes a lot of sense for them to to keep him. Uh when it comes to Kyrie, Maybe you never know with a guy like Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. he could switch on a dime. Speaking of DLC, he has like a DLC <laughs> in his mind of like different things that he can access and just go. He can change his mind so very quickly. It's it's awful. But at the same time, 
I, I think he probably stays with Dallas just because they're they're one, they're willing to offer the most amount of money. And two, um it I, I feel like they want to see that out a little bit more, see the whole Luca Kyrie thing a little bit more before they, you know, part ways, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a mistake, but I think that will happen. Not mm-hmm. that I think he'd be better off anywhere else, to be honest. Yeah. Um yeah. How do you feel about our boy Fred Van Vliet? Yeah. Um, like ever since, I mean, even up until yesterday, I was pretty sure given what I've heard, given what I've seen, given everything that we've, we've seen reported that Fred was going to resign. Um, I just think the rocket stuff was a lot of noise to leverage really to use his leverage in order to get as much money as he could from the Raptors and good on him. You know, he's in a situation where he can make a bunch of money right now. He's in a situation where the Raptors sort of don't have a lot of leverage on him. They need him to resign in order to run this team back if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he understands that situation very perfectly. So he's using Houston in a lot of ways to get as much money as possible. That being said, if the Raptors aren't willing to commit to a fourth year contract wise and give him four years or $140 million, I think it would make a lot of sense for Fred to go and get two years, $85 million from the Houston Rockets. And then in two years, he can be a free agent again and probably still make a bunch of money that way. Um, I think now I'm probably leaning towards Fred leaving. And going to Houston. But I wouldn't be surprised if he resigns. I, I, it wouldn't shock me. There was a lot of noise on Twitter today about it. Yeah. About yeah. him going to Houston. I mean, I think, you know, he's going to go to the highest bidder. Right? Like, it's he's not chasing a ring, obviously. He has that. Yeah. He's been an all-star. The only thing I would be really surprised by is if he leaves the team for nothing. Like, he just walks away. Like, I just feel like this organization's done a lot for him. And I think you he think would, he would he would do it as a, like a, as a, a sign and trade, yeah, as a thing. Well, because I mean, think about it. This guy mm-hmm. was undrafted, worked his way up through the G League, won a G League championship, then yeah. he won an NBA championship, then he became an All Star. I mean, has an organization done more for a single player? Yeah, no, fair you know? enough. Fair so enough. it's like considering all of that, and Kyle did it. Right. So I just feel like if he didn't do something like that with the Raptors and he just walked, that would be the thing that would surprise me. Right. So the only issue with that is if it's Houston, if it's between Houston and Toronto, they don't have anyone they would give up. Not only they don't have anyone they can give up, they can't sign and trade. They have if the only way a sign and trade works is if you don't have the requisite money to sign the guy outright. So they and they do they have 60 million dollars. They can just throw whatever amount of money at them. I was kind of hoping like maybe a team like Orlando would be interested because they have a lot of really young guards. Yeah. So like that kind of a situation would really work out in our favor or work out for both teams. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that would really suck. Yeah, it would. It would. And it would be a huge blow to this Raptors core, uh, to everything that they've built over the past four or five years. I mean, losing a guy like Fred, even regardless of the Pascal rumors and the OG rumors and everything else, losing a guy like Fred for nothing is a huge blow for this franchise. Um, I know he he's a guy who gets a lot of hate online, Fred. Um, and man, does, does he like oh man it's it's brutal sometimes when i'm interacting with people online and i see 
a lot of these comments about Fred and it just, it's so dehumanizing. It's ridiculous. It's actually like, it scares me a little the way (laughs) some people talk about athletes nowadays, because it feels like we're going backwards. You know, there was, especially with sports betting. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. And, And, you know, for a long time, I thought we were we were progressing past that, like we were humanizing players a little bit more. And, and there was more acceptance for, hey, players aren't just what they are on the court. They can do more. You know, they have different hobbies, different interests. But I feel like we've somehow did a, done a 180 on a lot of this stuff. And even with Fred, it it seems like it's just become gross. Some of the dialogue, you can have an opinion on whether a player is good or bad. You can have an opinion on like what they are, you know, on the court, but some people take it really personal. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily healthy. Like even as a fan, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to y'all right now for the people who are listening, like you need to have a healthier relationship with your team, whatever team you're supporting, have a healthier relationship with that. Maybe put the phone away, you know, go, and play some PlayStation or whatever, you know, like just, just cool it. You don't need to have that type of animosity towards a thing. I know this for myself. Um, when, when I was deep in my fandom for, for sports and, and for the Raptors that like they affect your mood, your, your sports team impacts your mood. Catherine, I imagine you imagine you, you agree. It's like days where they lose you are not in as good of a mood as days when they win. I think and this is different for men, but maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. But like when, when you know, D.R. DeRozan was yelling and, and everybody. Oh, was, that was demoralizing. It was demoralizing and it's, and it's embarrassing, but you don't have to project. I was low key with. very proud of her, though. <laughs> she killed it. She killed it. Absolutely. It we need her. We need her more. We need more of that. So. Yeah, I didn't buy yeah. it when he was all like, it's not personal. And then she doesn't go to Miami. And then yeah, it's like, yeah. no, she has school, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, she has school on a Tuesday as well. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man, that's but, funny. Anyways, on the Fred front, I think he probably leaves. I, 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 I've, I've toggled back and forth between this. For the longest time, I've said he was going to stay. And I still give it a very good chance that he does. But as of today, Thursday, June 29th at 7.24 p.m. Eastern, I think he leaves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of just looking back on like the last couple months, a lot of what Messiah's talked about in his press conferences, you know, being able to go in any direction. Maybe a lot of that had to do with whether Fred stays or goes. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe a lot of this has been him waiting on Fred. I don't know that for fact. I'm just speculating here, right? Because like even when he hired Darko and they did the press conference with him, it's like we hired a coach that can go in any direction we want to go in. And it's like, okay, so low key, we still don't know. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that's like a really nice way to spin. We don't actually know what direction we're going in yet. Yeah. I because also, if I, we don't like, if we lose Fred, we don't have anyone to run our offense. Yeah. I, and by the way, uh, those those Fred haters will tell you that no, we do have someone who can run that offense. Scotty Barnes, third year Scotty no. Barnes will be able to do it. He's not ready, man. He ain't, he ain't ready for that. He's not okay, ready. Okay, well my my okay my opinion on that, and obviously feel free to to disagree. I'm not sure. saying that Scotty can't run up the point, but is that but are we doing that to him because that's his way to thrive, or is it because we have no other choice? I would say the latter. 
Um, exactly. And I don't think that that's fair yeah. to Scotty or really anyone else on the team. I mean, it's even like Pascal last year before we got Pirtle on the team. It's like, can he play center? Yes. But should he? Probably should he? not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's been frustrating me a lot with this team, with this whole six foot nine vision stuff. And we can't have six foot nine vision with Grady Dick on this team. Like we can't. <laughs> we, can't we can't do this. Oh we can't my god. It's oh too god. much. Yeah. Something's gotta give. Uh <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. That oh, yeah. Perfect. So, I mean, yes, maybe he could run the point, but that doesn't mean he should be a point guard. And I think if we lose Fred, then it's like, well, you're going to have to make other moves. Right. Because you need a point guard. No, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, they definitely would have to find some kind of replacement for Fred. I know Gabe Vincent has a guy that's been mentioned. Javon Carter is another guy that's been mentioned. Like, they they definitely will need some guard depth. It, it was a fool's errand to believe that the Raptors could be able to just wrangle a bunch of guys who are six foot nine and throw them out there and see what, what could work. The real, like the, the idea behind that was to find skill versatility, right? Guys who can do multiple different things and do a bunch of different things. But the issue with that is that most of the guys that they had did a bunch of the same thing, right? Pascal, Scotty, precious, Chris, yes. all those guys, they, they very much like, roam in a similar area of the court and do similar things uh, to, to, to different degrees, but you need guys who bring different things. That's why Fred is so important to this team. That's why Gary is so important to this team. You see guys that can provide a different skill set, provide different things on the court. And that's why like you need more of that. You, you don't need less of, of the Fred's and the Gary's of the world. You need more of that. That's why they drafted a guy like Grady Dick, who is, yes, he is six foot eight, six foot nine, but he can do, the things that Gary and Fred do in terms of spacing the floor, making plays, et cetera, et cetera. That's diversity of skill set, not diversity of of just size. You know, mm-hmm, it's like two mm-hmm. two completely different concepts, but mixed up for some reason when it comes to you know analyzing what this fan base is and the six nine vision and Grady Dick and all that stuff. Um, uh, where were we even when it comes? Honestly, to- I don't even know why I sent you topics because we are <laughs> <laughs> somewhat off the board right now, but that's fine. I mean, we're talking about Fred and how. You know, obviously, so this is going to come out Friday morning. So we'll yeah. find out Friday later in the day what his actual status is going to be. I mean, I think, too, like what happened with a lot of our overachieving Raptors, right? Like mm-hmm. Fred and Pascal, is that people just kept moving the bar for them. And then you get to, and then people just started becoming disappointed by them. Now, right. yes, Fred's offensive numbers were not as good last year. And, you know, he probably should be playing less minutes and all of that. But like, even when Pascal was on that like stupid athletic article where he was ranked like the second most overrated player in the league, like next to Trey Young, that pissed me off. Cause I was like, this guy was going to become a priest. He didn't pick up a basketball till like his later years in high school. Right. Like, yeah. He he doesn't owe you anything. Like, you know what I mean? I just think people lose perspective. And he still had a great year. So I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I would like to see Fred under a different coach, to be honest. I would yeah. like to see him be a facilitator. I'd like to see him have less offensive pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's been jacking up a lot of shots, but like he, again, like he hadn't had a choice. Yeah. Based on what we were running last year. So 
I think there's room for him to have a bounce back year. Now, is, yeah. is he worth like, what's it like 30 million a year? Is that what he's projected to it's make? Probably going to be 35. Probably. 35. Yeah. With this new CBA coming in. Tough. That's, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Very, very tough. I, I just, I, I agree with the money stuff when it comes to Fred that like, it's going to be tough, especially with Pascal and OG coming up with contract extensions, thinking of, you know, how much you're going to have to pay those guys. That's why I think at the end of the day, the Raptors will have to trade some guys, not just the OGs and sorry, not just the autos and the Chris Boucher's of the world. But I think one of those core pieces will have to get traded, especially if Fred walks. If Fred walks, you're just like, okay, how are we going to reconcile any of this? How do we even consider running it back? Okay. Even if we sign a Gabe Vincent, right? How do we reconcile running it back with a Gabe Vincent? doesn't make a lot of sense. They Mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. to end up trading one of Pascal or OG. And it's unfortunate because they've put themselves in this position where they, you know, money-wise, they're they're stuck in a way where they have to decide now if they want to go younger or if they want to double down on this core and go into the tax and be a tax team and believe in this team. But, yeah, that's, that's the position they're in. I mean, imagine like Fred goes to Houston and then we trade Pascal to Portland and then they keep Dame and then it just becomes like a whole snowball. Yeah. It, well, that's how it is in the NBA. That that really how that's really how it is in the NBA. You look at you look at teams like um, like Chicago, right? When they traded for Nikola Vucevic, it was like, oh wow, they they traded for Nikola Vucevic. Maybe this is a good team. You know, Zach Levine, oh, Vucevic, Demar, and think snowball. You know that Patrick Williams pick didn't didn't work out that well. Maybe it does later down the road, but it didn't work out so far. Uh, Some of their other fringe pieces didn't work out the way they wanted it to. Levine got hurt. Lonzo Ball got hurt. Vucevic has slowed down a little bit. And now you look on the other side in Orlando and it's like, man, they have an incredible core. They have everything they've ever wanted and they've restarted perfectly new. Maybe the Raptors can put themselves in a position to do something similar uh, with, with Pascal. I just... I think it's the end of the road for this this core. And it sucks because I don't think they got the fair end of the stick. Do you think they got the fair end of the stick? Like between the Tampa season, the pandemic stuff, um, it just feels like they never really got a fair shot, you know, to be I, at their yeah. best. But it's, it seems like whether it be next season or, the, or maybe even this summer, um, it's probably over for these guys, you know? Yeah, I mean – I don't know if I need more data with this team. <laughs> I mean, I know I just said that, like, yeah, like I would be curious to see Fred with a different coach and like how that would work if he stays. I still think that that's true if he does stay, but if he goes, then yeah, I don't see a path where we just like keep everyone else and not make any moves. Like even though Gary Trent Jr. picked up his contract he's still a pretty solid trade piece. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. I don't know. I've never, it's been a long time since I've been this confused with this franchise. Well, because they've kept themselves confusing, you know, Mm -hmm. they've really, they've kept people guessing. I think even the Gary Trent jr. Opt in of him saying, Hey, I'm going to stay. I think that was also a surprise to a lot of people. Fred really considering Houston is probably somewhat of a surprise to a lot of people. I think, in general, you know, maybe even the Grady Dick pick was <laughs> did did it to myself there. Uh, may, 
Maybe that was a surprise to some people. Uh, so, like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think this team has consistently decided that they are going to go in their own direction. They're not going to be swayed by any kind of outside opinion or even media opinion. They're going to really um, hold their cards to themselves. I even talked to someone recently, and they were saying, like, it is hard to gauge what the Raptors are ever doing. Like, there's just... There's no real opinion because they move differently, quote unquote, move differently. That is exactly what someone said. It's like they do not operate on the same level as most of these teams. They just don't like to talk. And that's the way the Raptors move. Yeah. Well, time will tell if that's a good thing or not. Yeah. Um, At least post championship, whether that's a good thing or not. Um. I talked to you a little bit about how uh, we almost, or it was reported that the Warriors were offering Jordan Poole for OG Ananobi. Right. Um, do you think the Raptors should have made that trade or no? No, I don't think so. Because look. No, I agree. I don't think we should have made that trade. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Poole just went for Chris Paul, realistically, right? And Chris Paul is a 30, almost nine-year-old player, point guard, who is on an expiring salary, right? Jordan Poole was a negative trade asset. He's a guy that not a lot of teams wanted to get. So guy on bad contract versus the Raptors and OG and guy on good contract, young player who people like and want. Mm-hmm. It was a very clear no for them. There, It just, it made all the sense in the world for them not to do that deal. Um, and while the Raptors, like they need uh, a player like Poole on their team, you know, the, the, that type, that archetype of player, you don't need to cough up OG Ananobi to get that type of player. So I think that was the right call from them. Yes, I agree. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about all these Dame Lillard rumors. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> like, I think, like, for a whole week. I It's hard to tell whether they're rumors or if it's just a national campaign right. to get him out of Portland. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it feels that way. Um, but I know, think them drafting Scoot really like took that chatter to another level because they're yeah. essentially the same position. Mm-hmm. You know, I say this every year, but every summer it feels like we're closer and closer. And maybe this is the year. Maybe this is finally the year where Damian Lillard does get traded. I said this last year. I said this two years ago also. Um, so I don't know how right I'm going to be on this, but it feels like we're closer than ever to him actually requesting a trade. Um, and you're right. I think the Blazers, the fact that the Blazers have a really good nucleus outside of Dame to just restart things between mm-hmm. Scoot and Sharp and Simons and like some of their other young guys, there's a potential there to ha- for them to have an even brighter future without Dame, which is crazy to say. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think there's just, in a lot of ways, the Raptors wanting a quote-unquote king's ransom for the Pascals and the OGs of the world is similar to the Dame situation because the human element of that is, hey, we really like this guy. We've developed this guy. We have an incredible relationship with this guy. And we've seen these kids grow into adults, grow into grow into men, if you will. Um, and we don't want to move that. Like there, There's like a an emotional connection there that they don't want to, to just sever. So I, I think that's part of it, you know, mm-hmm. with, with Dame and the Blazers, he is maybe the greatest blazer of all time. I think some people would probably say he yeah. is the greatest blazer of all time. And 
it's hard. It's hard to reconcile trading a guy like that. It's like imagine if imagine if, you know, when the Raptors in their in their peak wanted to trade a Kyle Lowry. You know, man, that would have been tough to do, right? Uh, and it almost happened multiple times. Let's say, you know, the who's another franchise player? Steph. Let's say Steph in like four years is like, you know, on the hills of, of finishing his career. And, you know, everybody's saying, oh, Steph should get traded. Steph should get traded. But should he, you know, should he mm-hmm. really get traded? And, you know, would the Warriors even be willing to do that? So it feels like that, you know. He's built so much of a connection and investment in Portland that it just it seems like it's too much to give up on for them. And I can understand that part, the human element of it. I mean, one thing I haven't understood about Portland is like, why haven't they been in the whole like over the last like, I don't know, eight years or so? Why mm-hmm. haven't they been in like super team conversations? Right? right. Like if they really wanted to win a championship with Dame. Why haven't they doubled down and tried to build that there? Why, like, you never hear about him like trying to recruit players to Portland? Yeah, well, he's trying now, apparently, right? Draymond Green, he's now. having a meeting with him tonight. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think there are there is a world where he starts now, and I mean, yeah, it's too late now. But also, I don't know if the Blazers are willing to part ways with some of their guys to go out and get those superstars. You know. Let's say a Joel Embiid says, hey, I would like to get traded tomorrow, okay? Does that change what happens, you know, to Scoot, Scoot Henderson and Anthony Simons and, you know, Shaden Sharp? I mean, I think that would be a really it compelling... Should. It should change. You should make that deal. Yeah, yeah. That's you a should really... have those two together. I mean, when they went out in the playoffs, I was like, Daryl Morey, you got to move those mountains. You got to climb Mount Everest and get Damian Lillard. Right, yeah. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, like maybe that's the way the Sixers, sorry, not the Sixers, the the Blazers do is just like wait out for one of these stars to want out. And then you trade a Scoot and Shaden and Simons and all those guys to go out and get that star, right? Maybe it's not Carl Anthony Towns, but maybe it's Joel Embiid, right? Joel Embiid is a guy who, especially with his Harden news, it's like maybe he decides this is it. Maybe this is the, the end of the road with him. And I think... I think that would make a lot of sense, Uh, but who knows? Yes, especially if they don't get out of the second round, as we've seen the Philadelphia fan base slash media anxiety unfold. Uh, If anyone Mm. caught that clip from Nick Nurse's uh, quote-unquote welcoming press conference, um, it was far from that. I mean, and now, like, there's all these reports that, like, oh, like, I I was hearing just the other day, like Nick Nurse and James Harden had like very good productive meetings and now he wants out. And it's just like that whole thing could could crash and burn. But I mean, that means holding on to Dame for like another year and running this back for another year, which I don't think makes sense either. I think because there's just so much parity in the league right now, there's just so many teams at a crossroads, right? Like yeah. the Raptors are, the Trailblazers are, the Bulls are, the Hawks are. I mean, there's just so many teams that it's like nobody wants to be the team that waves the white flag and, and starts over. Mm-hmm. But every team is feeling the pressure. I think that's why we've just had so much anticipation and buildup. Even the Pelicans, right? With Zion. What do we do with Zion? Right. Right. It's just like every team feels like it's in this like bit of a crisis because they all feel like they're better than they are. 
I I actually really agree with that. Um, and I think parody makes that even harder, right? To to rationalize to yourself, okay, like look, the Miami Heat made it to the NBA Finals last year, and I'm not saying that should be uh, a, an example or a beacon for other teams to follow suit and be like, hey, maybe we have a chance, but. Teams will start to feel that way, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. the Chicago Bulls, who were who were literally a quarter away from beating the, the Miami <laughs> Heat, maybe they're yeah. like, "Man, we we have a shot now." Maybe the mm-hmm. Toronto Raptors, who were like, "Oh, we almost beat the Bulls," who almost beat the Miami Heat, are like, "Hey, we have a shot now." Um, I think it opens the door for so much more uncertainty for teams, and especially middling teams, like you mentioned. They just there's there's no way to tell if if this is your year to maybe make make some noise in the playoffs. And that's, I think that makes it fun, but it also makes it so much harder to game plan if you're an NBA team. My other theory is that because of the advent of sports betting, it's in the league's interest to have parity. And that's also, I think, contributing to this new CBA because it's going to be more difficult to build like these super teams and to have these dynasties because that's not, you know, it's weird because like, dynasties have been so good for the nba throughout its history mm-hmm. but now that we have sports betting i feel like they want the opposite of that they want every year who's going to win the championship to be unpredictable because it makes betting more exciting that's also yeah. a theory of mine yeah i actually that's a very interesting theory i would love you know hey shams is going to be up, under type it up type yeah it up. yeah shams is under investigation <laughs> already for the whole betting thing so <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I, I mean, yeah. I agree with you. I think the, the implications of betting long term on, on these these leagues and, and the teams and everything, it's it's going to be interesting to see, especially in like 10 years from now when we have a lot of data on data, 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 whatever, on um, on how betting impacts. I think we course. say data, but I said data because I worked with someone who was British who always used to say data, 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 data. data. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's fair. Um, I had Zion on our docket, but I don't know how deep we want to get into this. Uh, <laughs> do you think the Pelicans should keep him? Do they double down? Do they trade him? What, I think. What they, would you do? I would. I would keep him. I. I. I'm such a huge Zion believer, and when they were like they were number one in the Western Conference in December. And they looked amazing. They looked like they were ready to be a championship-type contender. As long as that dude is healthy, which is a huge if, and I understand how big of an if that is, but that would be a big if anywhere. If he gets traded to New York, if he gets traded to Portland, if he gets traded wherever, it, that would still be an if there as well. So, Gosh, and the second you said New York, I was like, imagine if New York did draft him. Yeah, it would be What crazy. a complete disaster that would have been. Like their fan base would be in All even over more ter- yeah. turmoil. Yeah, it would I, be if the, if he was in New York, all of this would just be amplified so much. Not just what's happened in recent weeks, but just his health being in question over these years of not being in shape. Oh, my God. He's lucky he doesn't have their media on his back. It would be 1,000 times worse. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and I, for that reason, I, I think there's no reason to trade Zion. I think you just got to bank on him being healthy. Him and Brandon Ingram, I think they only played like – a game together last year or, or two games together last year. It was insane that yeah. he got hurt as soon as Ingram came back. So it's just, it's tough. I, I really, I really think it's, it's a matter of just staying healthy. And I know that's so hard. Ask the Clippers how hard it is to stay healthy. 
Um, but that's what you have to bank on, especially when you're Zion. You know, I, I want you yeah. to consider this. Uh, Joel Embiid, I think, right, in his first couple of seasons in the league, had only played like 160, 150 games. That's the same amount that Zion has played. So, And Joel Embiid, as we know now, is a guy who is an MVP, has has gotten through seasons healthy. Yes, there's still health questions with him. But who knows? Maybe the same thing happens to Zion, right? He just has to figure out a way to keep that body healthy. You know, it's unfortunate, but that's the only thing that's going to happen. Yeah, I think if he does get traded or it's rumored that they are actively trying to trade him, then I think that means he's not committed to his health. Right. Like, I think that would be that would be the circumstance in which he would be traded is them coming to terms with him not being committed to his health. Yeah. Because the fact that like, I mean, you mentioned the Clippers, it's like, well, Kawhi and Paul George, like their commitment to their health has never been in question. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, it's just I think like that's the big if. And then it's like, well, if his commitment to his health is in question, do you try to trade him now while his value is still high? Right. Like, I don't think the personal life stuff matters in this no, situation no, no, at no. all. Yeah. But I just, you know, I Googled it today because I was looking for my topics. It's still going. It, it's it's insane. still ha- it's still happening. It's legitimate harassment. This is legitimate it is like actual genuine, harassment. genuine harassment um yeah it, it, look that that whole mariah mills thing is awful it's it's crazy apparently she tatted his name on his face on her face uh that was the latest update i had got so who knows i don't know but the I latest just, update i saw was she had like a positive pregnancy test photo wonderful there you go <laughs> um so i keep I, wanting you know what i keep wanting to call her moira because of how she yeah. spells her name <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't, I didn't yeah, Moira right. Mills. Yeah, Moira Moira sounds so much older, you know. I, know. I don't know why. It sounds like an a 70-year-old from yeah, woman, you know? know. And it just makes it so much worse, you know? Yeah, yeah. It makes it worse. I, I do I, I feel bad for Zion through that situation. And um and I think that shouldn't have anything to do with whatever no, happened. I feel bad for him now. I didn't feel bad from the day it happened. Yeah, fair enough. I don't think anybody everyone did. Was, yeah. Everyone was like, oh, you know, he's a young man. He makes mistakes. I'm like, I'm sorry. He's old enough to. Yeah. He's yeah. old enough to know better than to post that photo without uh, consulting his other girlfriend. I agree. I agree. He should have known. He should have at least sent a group yeah, text. This is yeah. like, this is pretty next level now. But anyway, all that aside, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know what it's like, obviously, to have that kind of money. Maybe he, maybe he's not motivated anymore. Yeah. I don't know. But like, that's the thing that is very like curious to me. And I I just, I would like, I would be tempted to move off of him now while there's still teams that would have hope for him. I think a lot of teams would want him. I mean, if you're the Raptors. And honestly, maybe yeah. he could use a fresh start. Yeah, I agree on that front, too. I think he has to go somewhere where there's not a lot of pressure on him, too. Uh, mm. And I don't know where that would be. I think anywhere he goes, pressure will follow just because, you know, number one pick, one of the most anticipated prospects of all time. Like, that, that type of stuff will follow you everywhere you go. But when it comes to Zion, 
I think he stays in New Orleans. I really don't. I just don't no, see a yeah, universe. No, yeah, they wouldn't where, move off of him. I don't see a universe where they move off of him unless he has another unhealthy season next year. But then at that point, it's like, okay, who wants Zion, right? Who 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 at that point is willing to take the risk of of trading for Zion? Oh, sometimes you know I mean? with certain players, maybe you just got to go down with the shit. Yeah, you know, like you you. You've drafted Zion. You've built around him. If it doesn't work out, maybe you just go down with the ship and then start over. Same with Dane. Maybe that's like, maybe that's how they feel in Portland. You know, like you don't yeah. Danny Ainge it all the time. Danny Ainge it. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe that. <laughs> oh, Danny Ainge it. That's a funny way to put it. I mean, yeah, you can either Daryl Morey or Danny Ainge it. And yeah. there's, there's <laughs> multiple go. different ways to do it. Or you can Messiah Jury it, you know? That's yeah, wait for it. an unhappy superstar. That's yeah. Messiah Jurying it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and hey, maybe Zion grows unha- unhappy and he becomes a Raptor. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Okay. Usually we do all NBA first and then all Raptors, but we've woven that in, which kind of makes sense based on like what the news cycle is right now. But let's talk about our latest best friend, Grady Dick, who we drafted. Um, He's obviously quite the personality. I already think he'll be in a lot of commercials. Yes. You know, he's probably like, that's the thing about being on the Raptors. It's like, you're on the Raptors. You can be in a national TV commercial. <laughs> as long as it's not an Osmos commercial. I really hope he doesn't do an Osmos commercial. Anything. I don't think Osmos. he's going to know the difference. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to educate him enough. Uh, or he'll be listening to us. You know what I mean? Fair on, enough. On yeah. that. But there's the, there's the Razors. Yes. Right. That OG and Fred have. Apparently, maybe. by the way, he already has. Uh, he I mean, he ha- should be doing Manscaped ads. I mean, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's sponsored. So I already saw this. I, I've been doing some snooping. He has a Phillips, uh, Phillips razor. OK, so he's already. already got a razor. That's a he's conflict already, now. Yes. Conflict of interest. Maybe yeah. he can't do the Gillette thing anymore. Yeah. So all the, you know, big personalities. <laughs> <laughs> um oh okay another question i have for you is how much how long are we going to be making dick jokes like is well, it still that's is one it, right is there it funny is it like this is what i'm so i mean time will tell but it's like will it get old or will we just keep giggling like this for years to come i think it'll soften like that i didn't uh, come on i didn't mean, see it just oh god i didn't even mean it like that well look i i just meant i just meant the the effect would soften oh whatever it, it's, 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 it's too late it's too late it's in the ether uh i think i think the effect will soften and then once the season starts back up, when you have guys like Jack Armstrong and Matt Devlin, I imagine they are going to have a field day with that type of stuff. Yeah, they um, will. So especially I, Jack. Yeah, especially Jack. You know what I mean? So I, I yeah. just I think it'll probably be even more heightened when commentators get their hands on it because they're going to find very interesting, intricate ways to kind of weave that into dialogue and uh, yeah it's gonna that's that's the way it's gonna go i can't believe i said soften really really no you said you you were perfect you were perfect (laughs) never change i mean on this podcast you know when i started out i had the nick nurse hottie highlight of the week which was for fun and now he's gone and then i was just trying to do a hottie highlight of the week and then during the off season 
that's become a bit challenging as well because too many people have a bit of a low profile and I'm not a, I'm not a sleuth. I'm not a stalker. Um, But now with drafting Grady Dick, maybe you have a dick pick highlight. Do I, do I have a dick pick highlight? Do I have, (laughs) you know, like, do I end every, every episode with Grady Dick in some way? (laughs) Oh my God. It just feels kind of, it, 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 oh my God. I almost said it feels perfect. Yeah. So there we go. (laughs) There's just too many puns and jokes that there's just too many, but I feel like at the end of every episode I could, uh, make, uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm just going to say I can make room for that. So there. (laughs) Oh God! <laughs> still, still works. Still, applies. yeah, it still works. Look, we have a whole summer to get over it. Yes, we have we a do. whole summer we to do. get over it. But basketball-wise, how mm-hmm. do you feel about him uh, on our team? I mean, I, I, I love it. Uh, he wasn't a guy that sub- was supposed to fall to thirteen. I really thought Orlando was going to take him at eleven. There was a chance that you know maybe the Utahs of the world would take him at nine. I, I just didn't think he would drop all the way to thirteen. And grabbing him at that spot is just—it's excellent. He's one of the best shooters in the draft. He is an excellent mover. He works so well next to Scotty Barnes. He's going to work excellent against or or beside Pascal Siakam. Um, so. He kind of works in both ways. If the Raptors, you know, with all the craziness around them right now, if they decide to run it back, then that means that he can fit in really well in a rotation right away. If they decide to go younger and start anew, I think, you know, putting him into a system where he can get open looks next to a Scotty, next to a Gary Trent, next to an OG, it's going to help him a lot. So I love it. I love the fit. And I think he has... Um, some people have brought up that, like, yeah, he he's a great fit, but his ceiling is low, like his potential as a player is low. And I disagree with that. I think, I think given some of the extra stuff that he has shown in high school and college that like, he has some genuine star potential. He has to tap into that star potential. He has to work to it, but I think he, he can get there to be honest with you. I feel like him and Scotty are already forming a bit of a fast friendship. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. They with seem you. like they're getting along really well already. And I don't know if they were friends before this. No, they weren't. Well, they they knew each other apparently from high school because Scotty went to Montverde and and uh, Grady went to Sunrise Christian Academy. So, oh my God. yeah, he they is, were. He is very Kansas, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sunrise is, to be fair, Sunrise is a place a lot of uh, like NBA players go to. Like Shaden Sharp, I think went to Sunrise Christian Academy. Uh, so like it's it's a very common school to go to. But yes, it is a that is also a name of like a kansas type school <laughs> yeah like if i were making up a name of a high school right, in kansas, right. yeah that's what yeah. i would come up with summer of 69 sunrise christian academy you know like yeah it was it's <laughs> it was me and sally and blah 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 oh uh, yeah I, I understand i know what you're talking about i get it um, um yeah no i i think he's a great fit though i think he's he's a he's a perfect fit for what they yes Got it. No, that's great. I mean, I also feel like I've heard that his shooting numbers are very good and this team desperately needs that. So that's also very promising. I mean, he's not like a a three and D person, but you know, I still think he will. Yeah. He seems like he's going to fit in right away. Um, I don't really know what else to say about him other than his outfit was wild. And then that was also Kansas uh, wizard of Oz inspired. Yes. So there's that. I think uh, 
I think we'll see a lot more of his his game in summer league. Like you'll you'll be able to see what kind of player he is, and obviously that's next week. That should be exciting. I'll be there. I'll, oh I'll, my god, I'll, that's already next week, and you're going. I'm going. I'm gonna go. That's gonna exciting. Go see. I'm I'm excited because I've never been to Vegas. Uh, I've heard it is a wild place. Um, looking forward. I to... low key kind of hate Vegas. Have you been? I've never been. I've no yeah, idea. it's been a lot. It was a long time ago, but I have been. Okay. I just find like it's everything is just about getting you to spend your money, like right. everywhere you turn, mm-hmm. and it's and it gets kind of annoying. Okay. I got in you. my opinion, M- maybe that's a, a female experience. No, I don't know. I, I'm I'm pretty frugal. You know, I think that's the right word for this. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not like much of a spender. You know what I mean? So I think I think I will be OK. I'm, I'm going to. But it's like, you know, OK, so this is like very Toronto reference, you know, like the theater at Young and Dundas. Yeah. The movie theater and like how you go up that escalator and then you got to walk all the way around to get to like the next escalator. Yeah. yeah. That is Vegas. <laughs> right. Like everything is designed. So you walk past every store. Right. So possible. you can you can like maybe, hey, I want to buy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that is like that situation times 10 is the right. entire city. I got you. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the, it's called Sin City for a, a reason, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, I'm excited for the food, though. I've heard the food is is great. And, yeah. you know, it's me tapping my stomach. I'm excited for it. I haven't had, like, Gordon Ramsay's, like, you know, that whole, like, beef oh, right. thing. I yeah, really yeah, want yeah. to try that in this lifetime. I've watched too much food network and stuff yeah, on yeah. youtube not hell's kitchen that. where he hell's kitchen where he's always screaming at them for messing it up the all beef the time. wellington is not done yo yes i know there's no yeah. way that show's real okay <laughs> like i can make a risotto i don't know how all these professional chefs are burning a risotto every week on well television. how hard is it i've never made a beef wellington but i imagine it's a pretty straightforward process right like it doesn't seem too hard to make a beef wellington maybe i'm wrong but it, well I don't it know. shouldn't be for a professional chef yeah yeah exactly like how incredible is this beef wellington you know yeah that it's worth like hundreds of dollars yeah yeah but i'm excited for you i almost booked a trip to vegas without checking my calendar because i was so excited and then i checked my calendar and i realized i'm seeing beyonce hell yeah yes that weekend so i can't i can't mess that up i can't miss beyonce i also have a friend's uh bridal shower happening but beyonce is actually more more important important. yes absolutely wow so you're seeing some icons recently yeah i saw jan jackson i'm seeing beyonce yeah it's big it's big time big yeah (laughs) big moment yeah big moment for you yeah these those are killing me honestly <laughs> all these divas are touring at once and it is costing me a lot of money i'm trying me, to get honest me and the gays man we're spending a lot of <laughs> june is june is a tough month for me yeah hey i'm actually trying to I, i've been trying to convince uh mina but i really want to go see shania twain in october i know it's crazy is she back she is coming in october oh shania that would be twain. So fun i almost yeah. got her and then uh some i just didn't say yes to the ticket in time and my friend mm-hmm. sold it to someone else yeah i feel like it would be fun i don't know apparently i don't know we'll see i'm down shania I, for me is the kind of diva that i would get a very inexpensive ticket yes i'm not a super fan but i like the greatest hits 
Right. And then I'd have a couple drinks and just have a very fun time with exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Yellowstone too. I'm on mm. my I'm in my cowboy bag. I've been looking at little <laughs> cowboy hats, get a spur, you know. I'm I'm into it, man. I'm into it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, let me know if uh, you make that happen. But excited <laughs> for you to go to Summer League. You'll have to let us know how it goes. For sure. The Absolutely, parts yeah. you can let us know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm – look, I'm going to keep it very PG-13 when I go. I'm, I'm just – you know, maybe I will dabble in a little bit of blackjack. That is probably the most I will ever do. Uh, but yes, you will see me. I'll probably be at summer league. You know, being being in the stands, just watching some hoops. That's it. That's all I got to do. Maybe nice. maybe maybe dabble in a pool here and there. Right? I yeah, don't know. dabble. Do that. Go see a show. I might see Usher on rollerblades. That there is you the- go. That's the way to go. Yes. Yeah, I want to go yeah. to the Grand Canyon. You know, maybe I'll take a day out, go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. It seems cool. Yeah. Make Why it, not? Make it worth your while. Yeah. Um, sweet. Well, thank you uh, yeah. for this. Super curious to see what's going to happen with free agency. Uh, depending on how uh, exhilarating it is or isn't, I'll probably do one more episode before we wrap up the podcast season here on Buckets and Tea. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in as always. Uh, Again, if something crazy happens during the summer, then I'll definitely hop back on. But otherwise, you know, I'm covering the WNBA and also just trying to, uh, you know, live my life, live my summer with my divas. WNBA All-Star Game is the same time as Summer League. I think first weekend Summer League. Same place. Yeah. Oh, it's also in Vegas this year? I think so. Yeah. Are you going? If I I'd can. I'd be very jealous if you If went. I can. If I yeah. if like I if the schedule works out well, I can probably try to make it. That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun to do. That'd be huge. Um sweet. Okay, thanks everyone. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Bye. Okay. Bye.